ML Nation, episode 363. I think when we consistently work at whatever it is that we want to become better in or even what our strengths are and we want to master those, the consistency of what we do is what's going to make us an expert. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, if you want to recruit more reps and also create duplication, I highly recommend you check out my free training. It's a webinar, my sponsoring workshop. This teaches you the seven steps to become a top recruiter and the mental tricks I did, which also talks about a six-figure close. You can use immediately to close a prospect, whether it's for a customer or for a business, it works both ways. It also talks about a lot of different strategies that I use to become a top recruiter. I recruit over 80 people a year, consistently year after year. That's actually helped help me make over a million dollars in the business. It's a free webinar. Go check out at sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Go get your pen and paper ready. I'm sure you can get tons of value. And if you have questions, make sure you bring them onto the webinar as well. Again, sponsoringworkshop.com. And I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. And let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketing professional because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents a better spouse because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons you learn from these top leaders from myself and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision because otherwise you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Trent Lindstrom. Hey, Trent, are you ready to make it happen? I am always ready to make it happen. Thank you, Simon, for having me on the show this afternoon. It's a privilege to be on here today. Trent Lindstrom was raised in northern Utah to working parents. His father worked 37 years in the Air Force, and his mom was a busy college basketball official and, and a mom for four competitive boys. His dad told him, you go to college or military? And Trent didn't like school, didn't like college, so he decided to work as a state trooper with the Utah Highway Patrol. But after seeing changes to the benefits and what's going on, he decided to do something else instead. So Trent got started as an entrepreneur at 23 years old and owned his own limo business and then owned another franchise when he turned 27. Then he eventually got introduced to network marketing was a, uh, a couple years later after that and was able to build a six-figure income to get to the top rank in less than one year. 
Uh, and Trent, for the past six and a half years, has been a consistent six-figure earner. So, Trent, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share a little bit about your background and uh, how you got started. How did you go from the franchise business to network marketing? Well, that was, uh, that was one that kind of fell on my lap. It definitely wasn't a calculated move by any stretch of the imagination. But being raised in a family that was very competitive in sports, I've got three brothers, and we just had a jockey for our positions. And, you know, we always had a saying in the family that if you want something, you go take it. And that's the way it was when it came to eating and everything else. But, um, you know, when I got into the world of business, my, my road of, of, uh, of discovering this was I wasn't a huge fan of school. I just I didn't like the idea of sitting in rows. I didn't like the idea of, of uh, having people telling me what to do. And that whole platform just didn't seem to be kind of a fit for me. And I ironically, I ended up in law enforcement, which it wouldn't think a place that I would end up. But I ended up in law enforcement. My dad told me, as you said uh, on there, that either uh, go to school and get a degree because statistics are that if you come out with a degree, you're going to make more money or else go into the military. And it served my dad well. He did 37 years, retired. Um, um, but I chose to use my services in law enforcement. I jumped in law enforcement, loved my profession. And I got in that early. And the other thing that I did, Simon, too, just to build off of that story is we, I got married early. I mean, I was, uh, I was 21 years old when I got married. My wife and I got married and we immediately started having a family. That was the next stage in our in our journey, and I figured I thought I had everything figured out. I was in law enforcement, and um, um, working law enforcement, starting to have a kid. Simon, we had five kids under the age of five years old, and so it just it was just like in a positive way, it was a rat race. I mean, we just had all these kids. We're just trying to get through life, and I think we were living the quote unquote dream that everybody else lives, and that is um, you know provide for the family, be the family man, do the things that you need to do to to provide, and. And through this process, there was more month at, uh, or, uh, at the end than I had actual money for. You know, that's that saying that too much month at the end of the money. And that's kind of what we lived our life. And so for me, again, going back to my childhood, take what you want, go get what you want. I learned very early on that I can continue to work part-time jobs, which is what I did. Most law enforcement guys that are out there, any of you that have law enforcement uh, friends or family, they typically work part-time incomes. They'll go out and work part-time jobs. And so uh, my evolution of getting into business and then moving into network marketing was just that. It was an evolution and a journey. So the short answer, Simon, just to get to the point was here I am transitioning from law enforcement into businesses. I had multiple businesses and um, I got introduced to network marketing. And it found me at my fitness gym. I had a fitness franchise the individuals came into my fitness gym, and I'll tell you, this is a great teaching point for anybody about network marketing. It found me at my fitness gym, and the individuals came to me and asked me if I'd ever seen a particular video. And I said, no, that I hadn't, but the way that they were talking, I started sniffing out network marketing. Now, you can imagine how many people come into the fitness arena asking about utilizing their health and wellness products into the fitness gym. I got it at least once a week. And these individuals uh, approached me and I, they said to me, um, you know, if I take a look at this video, and Simon, my, re my response was to them was, because I was sniffing out network marketing, I said, is this network marketing? And their response was one that I've never heard before. He said, it is, what do you like about it? Now, most of the time when people come into the facility and ask me about taking a look at their particular opportunity and I ask them point blank, is it network marketing? The response I get is, no, 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 it's not one of those things. It's friendship sharing. It's relationship building. You know, they'll use some kind of creative term. And for me, I just never felt good about that. But these guys said, it is, what do you like about it? Here's what I learned, Simon. I didn't know anything about it. 
I've only knew what people said. I only knew what people's perceptions were on it. But me, myself, I didn't have an understanding. I didn't have a baseline on it. And they said the second follow-up question was, are you willing to take a look? Hmm. And from there, I'm like, yeah, you bet. I'm absolutely, I'd be willing to take a look. So that is kind of, uh, uh, that's kind of how I was introduced to the industry of network marketing was quite frankly, just a couple of people that work out at my fitness gyms. By the way, they were cold contacts, didn't know them from Adam. And, um, and we built a great friendship and, and obviously the, the rest is history. We, we, we went to work in a business. You brought up a really good point because I think, uh, especially when people ask questions or objections in network marketing, people are struggling automatically think negative, right? And then you try to defend it. And when you defend it, you're automatically in the position of weakness. Well, these people said, yeah, it is. They're proud of it. What do you know about it? And uh, it's a great way. And I think, you know, their confidence had a lot to do with you being interested to take a look at what our video is about. And I think that's important too, Simon, when we talk about posture and confidence. Obviously, it takes time to get to that point, but I think that it's safe to say, especially in the network marketing space, we tend to fall in love with our products and services right out of the gate. That's not a hard thing for a lot of us, but to actually have a belief that we can actually build a network marketing empire and to create a true residual income, I think that's where it stumps most people. And so when we're involved in network marketing, our posture is low when it comes to having the network marketing conversation. And so I think that is important. I think it's a fundamental piece is be proud. You know, Simon, the fact that you're stepping into the space that you're in and you're specializing in having this conversation of learning about network marketing is a very powerful platform. And it's an important platform. We should take pride that we're network marketers. We should take pride that this is a legitimate industry that we have over 100 million people in this space right now that are learning how to create financial independence. That's a powerful thing and we should all take pride in it. And quite frankly, we should defend it. Regardless of what company you're in, we should defend that platform and be proud of, of what we sit in front of. So that, that one thing was a big thing for me. Now, the other piece to that though, Simon, was I didn't have that relationship. And I do believe that network marketing is, founda is the foundation of it is really built on relationship. And it required a relationship to be built. But it gave me permission to build that relationship with these guys because they were genuine, they were real, they were front and center with me, and we got into a dialogue. So I was the kind of guy that I would say, maybe I wasn't openly looking at that time, but I've also became an entrepreneur over the last 15 to 20 years where I realized that I miss opportunity if I always just close the door on it. So I had to be open. And when they gave me that invitation, it gave me the chance to take a look and understand network marketing at a higher level. Absolutely. You know, uh, business skills are business skills. You know, the mindset of an entrepreneur doesn't matter what business you're in. I think when we were hanging out, uh, one of the things that I was really inspired by your story was talking about how you started your first business, the limo business, right? Uh, you didn't really know how. You didn't really have much money. But a lot of times people use that, uh, I, don't have, I don't know what to do. I don't have money as an excuse. But talk a little bit how you got started from the limo business. And um, to making it from starting from nothing to having the, you know, the, one of the best business, limo business in the entire St. George um, in the city? Well, uh, that's a great question. For me, um, interestingly, I, uh, like most law enforcement officers, we tend to work secondary and part-time jobs. I mean, it's pretty common and pretty standard. And for me, I just, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that I, I provided for my family. And so I was... Um, working part-time jobs just like most other law enforcement officers do, just creating a little extra income. 
And a friend of mine down the street asked me if I wanted a little part-time income on driving a limousine for him. He had it just backed up into his driveway and he had this little uh, limo business going. And I told him that I would and it, my eyes opened up. And what I realized was, was I'm making money by working for my friend, but my friend's making more money. It's his business, right? And I, I saw the revenue that was coming in and all of a sudden my eyes went up and I just like, I like pinged up on a couple of things. And that is number one, I can continue to work for somebody else, but they're gonna decide how much money and what my value is, or I can go out and create my value to the marketplace. And so I made a decision at that moment that I can continue to work part-time jobs. Simon, I remember one time working three part-time jobs while I was still working my full-time job just to provide for the family. And you run out of time. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that experience. So for me, I went to my wife, I had this business idea. And my business idea was, I'm gonna go to Las Vegas. I'm traveling six hours south to Las Vegas. I'm gonna find a limousine, and I'm gonna come back and start my own limousine company. And um, she thought I was crazy. I, I'm gonna take a, a $9,000 credit card and go out there. So I did. I went out to Las Vegas, and my wife is kind of used to the fact that I do these exotic, wild, crazy things when it comes to business. I make decisions and I go and do. Um, she supported me in it, although I could tell that she was thought I was crazy. I went out and got me, a, I found a limousine, it was $8,500. It had 180,000 miles on it. It was a clean limousine, but it was used. And I drove it back from, from uh, Las Vegas up to Northern Utah, uh, where I had a wedding planned that evening. And I showed up and the muffler had fallen off on the drive up north and it sounded like a, um, I don't know, it just sounded like one of those muscle cars, you know, it just had that deep <laughs> tone to it because the muffler had already fallen off. But we provided the limousine service and I hustled. I printed out business cards and I went to work and I hustled. I pounded the pavement. I knew exactly what kind of clientele I was looking for and that started my venture in business. And it was a lesson learned. That was a, it was, there, was, there was some good times. There was bad times. We grew that business up. We provided a platform for a lot of my coworker friends of mine to make extra money. And, and we grew a legitimate business. At one point, we had you know, about um, 15 to 20 cars. We had about 15 employees. Um, we were a strong, thriving limousine transportation company in the northern Utah market. And we loved it. It was a great business model for it. But we took the risk and we did it. And it was a, it was a, it was a, maybe a passion project for lack of better words, but it was fun. And, and, and that was a lesson learned for me though. And there was something else too, Simon, if you don't mind me interjecting. Yeah, go ahead. There I love these stories. That, it's inspiring. Well, I appreciate that, Simon. There was, there was a couple other things that led up to me doing the limousine business that I think is important. And a lot of us can relate to this because of the shift and trends that are going on in the marketplace. Even today, this was very relevant even 15 years ago, but, um, at the time, you hear this conversation of, of the different classes of people. You got your rich, you got your middle class, and you got their poor. And I remember listening while I'm working as a highway patrolman, a conversation that was occurring that said that in the next 15 to 20 years, you will see a shift from the middle class to dependency into the poor. There will be two categories of people. There will be the people that are financially independent, and then there'll be people that are dependent. And that kind of stuck in my mind because I knew that I was a hardworking American. I'm working for the state. They're determining what my value was. There were things that were occurring that were just kind of making my ears go up. I realized that they were changing our benefit packages, which, by the way, they have already changed. And I realized that there were I could either be dependent upon a company or I can be dependent upon the government or I could take ownership of that myself and I can choose to control that myself. And so those were kind of uh, some fuel factors 
that motivated me into independence. I realized that I wanted to be that guy. And one other story too, Simon, this is all relevant to the limo business. So this is all preparatory. In law enforcement, and again, those of you that are in law enforcement can relate to this. We get paid overtime hours to be sitting on the freeway where they're doing these construction areas. And you know they're, they're, they have road, road closures, they're just construction zones. And these particular officers are sitting up there with their lights on to slow traffic down. And a lot of times they'll work on their reports and they'll do other things, you know, whatever. And I remember I was reading books. I was reading books about independence. I was reading books about making money. And this happened to be one of the books that I was reading right here, Rich Dad, Poor, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And in this particular book, this changed my life. This changed my mindset. And what I realized was I can continue to work for somebody else to trade that time to make the money, or I can learn to add value to the marketplace and I can create leverage. Leverage is leveraging systems and tools and things to create a continual stream of income. And so these are all motivating factors as to why I chose to start looking at financial independence. And so that all led up to limousine company, Simon. It was it was uh, was all these things collectively realizing that I needed to be a provider. And um, I went out and I took a risk and I became an entrepreneur. I love that. Super inspiring on what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So, Trent, let's go uh, fast forward. So you went from the limo business to franchising a gym to uh, becoming uh, a distributor in network marketing. So take us back to the first couple of weeks. When you got started in network marketing, how was your first couple of weeks like? Um, my first couple of weeks, I was extremely shy. I think I, I didn't know that I fully understood network marketing. Um, I, I think I led with a product conversation where I was just asking people to take a look at a product. I was introducing a video and, and I just hadn't fully sold out to it. And, um, I remember one of the mentors that I sat down with at a cafe and he says, Trent, are you serious about doing network marketing? Now, Simon, just to preface this, I'm the kind of guy, if there's one quality or attribute that I would offer my attribute or quality is when I make a decision, I go all in. That's just how I am. I'm just that kind of person that I make the decision and I'm just driven for what I want and I make the decision and go. And this particular very successful uh, friend of mine, close friend now, at the time, very, you know, very successful in the business, he says, so Trent, you want to make a lot of money in network marketing? I says, yes, I, I did. I, I'm interested. And he says, I'll give you two secrets. And if you can master these two secrets, you'll make millions. So this is my first couple of weeks. I'm, I'm literally kind of like just trying to figure out what my approach is, what I'm doing, how I'm going to introduce this to people. And he gave me something that I'll never forget. He says, number one, do not prejudge who will and who won't. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of people that are not ready to make buying decisions. There's a lot of people that are not ready to make any kind of shift or change from their, their particular circumstance. But he says, do not prejudge who will and who won't. Second thing he said, do not get tied to the result. No expectations. You have to remove yourself from that emotional uh, response. And I think that's one of the big mistakes. And I, even I experienced that at the very beginning, Simon. I went to my core group of people that I had trust and relationship with. And these are the kind of people that I immediately prejudged. Simon, I knew that if these particular four or five people said yes, I was going to be a rock star network marketer and make a ton of money. And I went to these individuals and they were not ready. They is not, it wasn't, they were looking, they were not open to even taking a look at it. And it, and it killed me a little bit. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I was thinking, man, am I the only one that fell for this hook, line and sinker? Is there nobody else out there who believes in this concept and idea? 
And so those were some of my first initial emotional experiences that I went through. And it was that conversation that I realized that I have to become a professional and I have to learn how to tailor my emotion. That's just business in general. You gotta learn to control your emotion. So for me, those two thoughts, do not prejudge who will and who won't, we all make that mistake. And then secondly, no expectations. Do not emotionally get tied to that result. So my first couple of weeks was getting kicked around and realizing um, the fact that not everybody is interested in learning about the, the, the industry of direct selling. So you talk about something very important, like controlling your emotions. Uh, something I think it's easier, much easier said than done. How do you control your emotions? Do you do a specific routine or do you meditate? What do you do to control your emotions? Boy, I should have my wife come in and answer this one, and that would be an entertaining uh, interview in and of itself. Um, you know, for me, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. The good news is, is that when I become very passionate and very excited, you're going to know. The downfall is, is it's very hard to deal with those types of emotions, right? All the, the goods and the bads. And so for me, I call it your daily rituals. You have to be committed to protecting your brain. At the end of the day, whatever you put inside of your brain is going gonna, is gonna to be edified. I mean, it's going to be self-evident. It's going gonna, it's gonna to show, right? And so I say I call it being the gatekeeper to your brain. Your brain by natural human behavior is going to think mostly negative thoughts. In any endeavor that you do, mostly negative thoughts. It's why Mel Robbins talks about the five-second rule. She says, do not let your brain start thinking through because when you start analyzing and start thinking about what's going, what's going to happen, you will talk yourself out of it most often than not. And that's the biggest gap, the biggest separator from people accomplishing their dreams and getting what they want versus just settling, just agreeing not to do it, just kind of going into the status quo, if you will. And so, Simon, um, for me, the daily rituals is I wake up every day with a firm belief in what I'm a part of, but I protect it. And I protect it by always immersing myself into positive things that are relative to what I'm doing. So with me being in the world of network marketing and that industry that I'm a part of, for me, I have to protect that. And so I read books. I, uh, I listen to audios. I, 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 watch, I listen to the podcasts. I, I look at YouTube. I grab things that are inspiring to me. Jim Rohn is one of my favorites. Great, great guy when it comes to positive mindset. Um, obviously, Tony Robbins. All these different types of really positive individuals, I feed off of them. They're, they're my mentors. Uh, I've got friends of mine that are in this business that I connect with every single day, and we protect our farm. This is our farm. And so those are the things, and I do that every single day. It's like a daily ritual, 30 minutes minimum, where I immerse myself into really making sure that my mindset is right. And the other thing, too, is if you're going to be involved in a business of serving other people, which that's what this business is, you know, you hear that saying that you help enough people get what they want, you always end up getting what you want. It's a serving business. It's a pay-it-forward business. If I'm going to show up to provide that service to somebody else, they should expect me to show up with the right mindset. So I owe that to them to protect my mindset. Mm, so really those, good. those are the things I do. Yeah, because it's a serving. You're serving business. You got to be there positive, right? You can't be negative. You got to protect your mindset, especially how because if you can't protect it, how can you help others? Correct. Hey, um, take us back. Let's uh, talk about mindset and emotions. This is my favorite question. Take us back to your worst moment in network marketing and how uh, what happened and the lessons you learn from that experience? Um, what comes right to my mind, I haven't thought this thing through uh, at all, so this is just completely right off of just what my emotion feels right now. 
um, but it's very genuine to me, very real to me. Um, in, in, in Utah, where I live, network marketing is very well publicized. I call it the I-15 corridor, this interstate system that runs through northern Utah. There is network marketing headquarters all over the place out there. And I used to think that network marketing is beat up and used up in northern Utah and that there's no other marketplace that deals with this. What I realized was um, that that's relevant all over the place. Network marketing is alive and well and it's everywhere. Um, so for me... I'm talking to my family and friends. I'm engaging in this conversation. And yes, I'm making this awkward, weird statement and claim that I'm stepping into the world of network marketing. I mean, just as this side note, funny side note, when I did this presentation for my family, my dad pulled me aside and he says, son, I didn't know you were struggling. Man, but if you're struggling, why don't you let me know and I'll lend you some money. You don't have to go do network marketing. You know, that's kind of the perception sometimes people think. Um, so in, up in northern Utah, as I'm talking to people, here's what I made. This is one of my biggest struggles. I made a commitment to people, and I looked them straight in their eyeballs, and I said to them, I will not let you fail. Yeah. I will make sure that we're successful in what we do. And I, I, I carried that burden. I carried that commitment. I told them that I would not let them fail, and I will do everything to carry that load for them. And I was genuine, and I was real about that. And what hurt me is I realized that that's not a commitment that I can make. I realize that people will make a decision for themselves on success or failure. I don't determine anybody else's success or failure. I can commit. I can commit and give that solid commitment to people that I'll be there by their side and I'll give them everything that I've learned. But at the end of the day, it's an individual effort and it's an individual thing. We leverage a team. We leverage each other. Um, so my biggest issue or I think one of my biggest challenges is that I really almost walked away from the industry is here I am stepping up to be that quote-unquote leader. I've got the posture. I've got the confidence. And I'm telling everybody, don't matter. I'll be there. I'll do everything. I'll do every call. I'll do every presentation. I'll do it all. And I realized people weren't having success and people were not plugging in. They weren't coming to the meetings. They were just, they were kind of just walking away from it. And I remember very vividly an experience at a restaurant where I was holding a group meeting. And we went into this, into this restaurant. We had a little banquet room set up. And we have a whiteboard set up, and I'm going to cut loose on this presentation. I got my, I got my team coming. This is going to be a great deal. And um, nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. And I remember walking away from some family commitments to be there at that meeting because I made the commitment I was there. Like it was my priority. And nobody showed up. I remember calling uh, my friend, you know, some of my distributors, and asking if they were showing up. And uh, you know, nobody was answering their phone. The waitress came in and asked if you wanted, you know, do you want to make, take an order now? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to wait for my team because my team's going to be there. And nobody showed up. And I remember walking out of there completely deflated. And what I realized was is, is I can make all the commitments I want, but individual people have got to make that decision themselves. There has to be a burning desire individually to have something different in your life. You know, that whole saying that for things to change, you have to change. And so for me, I, it was a real wake-up call for me. I'd be willing to sacrifice the world for, for people to be successful. And I realized that I couldn't carry that burden for them. I could not do that for them. It was going to be an individual thing for them to be successful. And that was a reality check for me. It really was a, a wake-up for me. Yeah, and that's like uh, going back to an emotional detachment. I'm sure that hurt. I mean, especially, especially you and you got kids and you take family time away to be at that meeting and no one shows up. Like no one gives a crap, you know, and you did all that. It was, it was, it was hard. And then even to add to it, I then went out and got on the phone with my mentor. So here's another lesson and another uh, challenge that you have to, you know, be prepared for. When you talk about emotional 
dealing with the emotions of it. I called my mentor and I said, I was, I was done. I was frustrated. I was out. And he, and he, and he asked me, he says, well, Trent, now this one's going to pierce some of you that are involved in this space. You probably already had this type of conversation, but he said to me, he says, Trent, did you commit two to five years? And I said, yeah. And he says, remember what that commitment was. If you will commit for the next couple of years, you're going to have some freedom and choices that you wouldn't otherwise have. And he called me out on it. And again, in my law enforcement career, I took pride on my credibility. My credibility was everything. I, I, if I didn't have credibility, I couldn't testify on a stand on any kind of criminal case. It didn't matter. And so credibility is everything to me. And so he called me out on it. And he says, we've got a big event coming up. You got to be at that event. And I had to cross that bridge of making that decision that I made the commitment. I'm going to follow through on my commitments. I'm going to go to that next event. So those were some very trying and challenging times for me. I, I, I had some initial success. And then my business kind of leveled off and plateaued a bit. And these are some of the walls that I had to learn to get over to really get my business to that next level. Hey, uh, thank you for sharing that. Very transparent. And uh, I think we all go through that. And it's good to see that even you went through that. How long were you in the business when this happened, when this meeting that no one showed up? Uh, probably about five months, five, five six months. months. In business. Yeah. I came out. I had that initial success out of the gate, um, and you know we had we had some uh, some some initial things happen, and then it leveled off, and it just started to. I could just feel that I just it wasn't having the same kind of success for other team members, and and that was a very difficult time. Now let's share another story. Uh, take us to the time where you can see your proudest moment in network marketing. Um, wow, geez, proudest moment of network marketing. There's so many of them. Um, you know, in network marketing, it's about all about uh, progression. It's all about growing, and I I think that you know the definition of success is like. Everyone's got their own. It's so it's so objective, right? Everyone's got their own opinion of, of success. At the end of the day, success is just progression. And, and no matter what it is, I don't care what it is that you're involved in. Like right now on my Facebook page, we're broadcasting live on my Facebook page. I got friends of mine that I probably haven't talked to for, for a while that don't even know what I'm doing. And, you know, it doesn't matter whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's pursuit of their their own careers, whether it's pursuit of being a really good mom or or hobbies or passion, at the end of the day, if you are progressing, you are successful. And so in, in this space, it's no different. You're looking to progress. And what's interesting about progression is I think sometimes you look at these pinnacle ranks, I've got to get to this rank. And a lot of times it becomes self-serving, me, 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 me. And um, as much as I would tell you that I think that I would say a proud moment would be setting a goal and achieving that goal, man, that's very rewarding. That's so accomplishing. It feels so great to get that. But that's not my proudest moment. I can tell you with, 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 real, with real genuine, uh, um, like right down in here, my proudest moment is when I see people who struggle in this business or maybe they've got a fear that they're trying to overcome and they overcome it. And the look in their face when they feel like they've had that breakthrough moment priceless. You will never ever put a price tag on the value of seeing people who say, who seeing people who feel like the impossible, how all of a sudden become possible. So my proudest moments in this business is not about me walking across the stage and getting that recognition or the time where, you know, I look at successful people on stage in front of five to 10,000 people and they represent themselves well. And they got this great story and, and they got all these great quotes. And I'm like looking at them thinking, that I want that so bad, and I've had that experience, Simon. I've been on stage. I've 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 shown up. I've been able to engage in those type of dialogues. And as much as those could be great stories, at the end of the day, 
that's not the reward. The reward in this business, the proudest moments I've got is when I look at people that have overcome their own obstacles, they've had some of the successes, and then, and then, as they've had those successes and those breakthrough moments, their qualities, their skills, their attributes come out, and they come out like spreading their wings at a high, high level, and they're so much greater than I am. I cannot tell you how many team members I have that blow me out of the water and their ability to shine, and that is probably my proudest moments. I've heard it said in this business, don't be a rock star, build a constellation of stars. Be a constellation with a whole bunch of stars, and I think that's where I would say if, if my proudest moments have been those moments where people have had those successes and they've had just that consolation where their, their, their light is now shining and they're adding value to, to their team members. They're adding value to, to the marketplace. Those are probably, bar none in my business, my proudest moments. I definitely agree because I love this profession because, number one, it's about having a positive impact on, on other people. And it allows us to give back more, and that's what you're doing. Like you, you mentioned before, this is like a service business. We're out there helping people. Right. And watching other people grow, I think that's the best satisfaction out there. Well, and just one last thought on that, too. When you talk about service business, there's a law out there. We all agree on universal laws. There's a law called the law of compensation. And the law of compensation says that when you increase your value to more people, you make more money. And what's interesting about that law is the law is satisfied not by your pursuit of money, but your, your pursuit of adding value to more people. And so um, I, I think to me that's been something that I didn't understand before that I understand at a higher level today. And that is, is, is if, if, if it's not about me shining, I'm having this moment with you, Simon. It's, it's an honor to be on your show. It's an honor to be represented on MLM Nation, a, represented, uh, uh, a highly represented uh, podcast for, for the industry of network marketing. And it's not that for me. But it's the fact that maybe my story will impact somebody else. Maybe my story will add just that extra little value. That's the law of compensation is, the, is adding that extra value. Your income will grow. So anyway, I, 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 love, I love the idea of what this industry represents and what it does for people. Hey, awesome. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And I am. Hey, ML Nation. Have you ever been paralyzed by fear of recruiting? You know, you want to be successful, you want to make money, you need to recruit, you need to talk to people, you got a prospect, you know, it's, uh, and every, what do you call it, every no is close to you, yes, you probably heard of it before, right, and they're not rejecting you, they're just rejecting the opportunity, but still, you're paralyzed by fear, you're nervous. If this happens to you, if you know what I'm talking about, I welcome you to attend my free webinar, 11 Brain Hacks to Help You Overcome the Fear of Prospecting. Because I used to be the same way. You know, my first two months in business, I made zero money. The reason why, I only talked to 10 people. And I was so scared. It took me two and a half months to talk to 10 people. I was just scared to approach people. And then one day, I had my big aha moment. I discovered some brain hacks, 11 little mental tricks that can say to yourself to help you overcome that fear. And once I overcame that fear, I was able to talk to people, at least five new people, five follow-ups, do three presentations a day, and that's my 553 routine. And it helped me become a top sponsor. I ended up uh, recruiting over 80 people a year for five straight years. So if you're interested to help you overcome your fears so that you can make the money and grow your business, go check out my webinar. It's mlnation.net forward slash fear. MLNation.net forward slash fear. Go check it out, register, and I look forward to seeing you on the training. Hey, as we go towards uh, the end, with some quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, so these can be really short answers. First one is, Trent, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? 
Oh man, I got a whole bunch of them. Um, this is one that I use a lot just because I think it's so relative and it's definitely relative to me because I'm not an expert and I don't feel like I have all the skills developed yet, but um, consistent effort, not strength or intelligence is the key to unlocking your fullest uh, potential. And that's Winston Churchill. So I'll say it again. Um, consistent effort, not strength or intelligence is the key to unlocking your fullest potential. I think when we consistently work at whatever it is that we want to become better in or even what our strengths are and we want to master those, the consistency of what we do is what's going to make us an expert. It's the differentiator on successful athletes to successful business people to successful anything. It doesn't matter. It's a consistency effort of that pursuit. So that's one of my favorites. I love utilizing that in, in all the things that I involve myself in. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? I've got a I've got a really deep drive uh, and a work ethic. I I'm that kind of person that um, if you tell me it can't be done, I'll work twice as hard to prove you wrong. Mm, I like it. And what's the best piece of advice you ever received? <laughs> oh man, um, good crime. These are good questions. You're putting me on the spot. Um, Simon, I, I I think that some of the best advice I've ever had is is um, is and this is going to be collective but it's collective of people throughout my life that's been an impact for me, from coaches to mentors to parents to friends, and that is people believing in me. Um, there's people that have given me that, that belief and that confidence that it can be done, and I think I've needed some of those boosts at times, and so I think that some of the best advice I've had is people saying that it's possible. Trent, you can do it, you can do this, you can do that. Those, those types of words of encouragement by people that I've had trust with, teachers over the years, um, I think it probably been some of that, some of the best uh, advice that have helped me out. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So, say someone's a qualified prospect or interested, do you send them a link to a video, or do you do a newsletter? Do you meet them and use a, a flip chart or a PowerPoint? What do you like to use? Well, um, in our particular business, we've been duplicating a video, and uh, and so just it's just on my mind. I got to show this to you. This is kind of funny. I know these are short answers, but right here is a whole bunch of copy. Look at this, right at the very top of this, master copy, baby, right there. This is a master copy of those DVDs. I literally made copies of these in like crazy. I mean, this is just one stack of them, and I'd hand these out. And so we duplicated video presentations. That was, you know, that was six years ago, and we're still utilizing those, but we're using it with modern technology. So I'd say video has been one of my biggest, biggest tools on sharing the information. Do you have a favorite app on your phone or online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? Um, favorite app? No, you know, I don't have uh, a favorite app. I use Facebook all the time, but in terms of actual apps, I don't. I, I do have Dropbox, but I don't have one particularly that's favorite to me. Uh, what about book? You have one or two books you could recommend to ML Nation? I do. There's a lot of great ones for like the uh, your first year in network marketing. Um, this this whole any of these series with Robert Kiyosaki. I'm reading one right now called The Unfair Advantage. I've read it a couple of times. It's a great book. And I'll tell you, this one right here has been one that I read a lot. It's like almost like my business scriptures, if you will. In fact, you got. I mean, it's just, it's already marked up. You can see this all marked up book. But this one right here has been one of my favorite. Roy Spence. It's not what you sell. It's what you stand for. And it's all great based on purpose and principle. You know, another one of my favorite quotes, I'm going to tell this to Simon because it's relative to the book. Techniques are many. Principles are few. Techniques will vary. Principles never do. And so what happens is I think in network marketing and I think in any business in general, we, we try to find the right technique. 
when if we would just anchor ourselves to principles, uh, I think you can be highly successful if you anchor yourself. And that's what this book is really driven behind. It's not what you're selling, but it's what you represent. It's what you stand for. And so this has been one of my favorite books. The principles behind this are directly correlated to what we do in this industry. Good stuff. I got to check that out. Uh, book out. Who's that by? Roy Spence. Got it. I got to check it out. I actually uh, have never read that. Good stuff. Hey, um, here's the last question. The million dollar question. You ready? Yes. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your wife, your kids, you're a total stranger, like an alien that went to another planet. But you had all your current knowledge and skills and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build an MLM business from scratch? Um, hell, all right. Million dollar question. Here's my million dollar response. Um, this, this industry is not about you just throwing out, inviting, how do I say this? Here, here's my response. I would start out by immediately connecting and getting involved in communities. So I don't care if it's whether it's a job, I don't care if it's anything at all that you can connect into communities. If it's being a part of some kind of a community or something, whether it's virtual or whether real time, I would get involved in those communities immediately. And then with that, I would apply the seven habits of highly effective people. And that seven, now one of those habits is seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. And so that's exactly what I would do right out of the gate. I think that you cannot, what they call the doctor's rule, diagnose before you prescribe. I would apply those principles and I would immediately get involved in getting to know people and finding out what they're about, who they are, asking good questions, and I would seek first to understand Simon Chan before I was trying to be understood by Simon Chan. And that's what I would do to get my business started. Awesome. Hey, you've been amazing. Uh, as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And uh, what's the best way listeners can connect uh, connect with you, Trent? Uh, great. Thank you, Simon. And again, I really do appreciate it. I've been following you now for the last uh, year uh, at a higher level. And I just appreciate all the things that you do and the, and the added value you provide to the community in the direct selling space. And so we, I, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. And uh, for me, just to get a hold of me, Trent Lindstrom. Uh, you can see me on YouTube, uh, just underneath Trent Lindstrom. I'm also on Facebook. You can Facebook me, and I do have a, a business page on my uh, underneath Trent Lindstrom as well. So those would probably be my best ways to get a hold of me. And uh, again, thanks, Simon, for, for including me and giving me a chance to at least share a little bit of my story and my journey. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, You've been hanging out with Trent Lindstrom. So keep up the momentum and go to mlmission.net and type in Trent, T-R-E-N-T, at the search bar and know the show notes, the nuggets of wisdom, and also Trent's contact info will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing and also in life, you must help others. So Trent, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation, so serving the community. ML Nation is grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Trent, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Hey, ML Nation. How would you like to track an endless supply of leads using Facebook, especially with Facebook Live? I'm sure you know Facebook Live is the rage right now. You've been on them. You've probably seen one of our Facebook Lives. And, you know, top leaders, a lot of my good friends in the profession right now are crushing it. They're like the top income earners, top recruiters. Where do you get these people? From Facebook Live. And even at ML Nation, I'm sure you've seen one of our Facebook Lives. We get anywhere from like 60 to 70 so to sometimes 90 to 100 leads a day using our five-stage Facebook Live system. And on 
I'm doing a free training right now on this webinar. We can go to the five stages and what to do because Facebook Live is not just turning on the camera and just saying a few things. There's actually a list of things you need to do and not to do and how to really be efficient and productive with this. And when I taught the five-stage Facebook Live system to one of my coaching clients, she immediately, even though she never really did lives before, started getting 20 to 30 leads a day to grow her business. So imagine you had 20 to 30 leads a day. What would have happened? What would happen to your business? What would happen to your income, right? So check out this training. You can just go to mlnation.net forward slash live, L-I-V-E. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash live, where you can learn the five-stage Facebook Live system so that you can attract an endless supply of leads. Go register right now, mlnation.net forward slash live, and I look forward to seeing you at the free training. Hey, ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. Quick recap review here. From amazing wisdom from leader Trent Lindstrom. Definitely connect with Trent. Go to mlnation.net on the search bar. Look for Trent, T-R-E-N-T, and you see it. Uh, show notes and nuggets of wisdom there. So here's a really quick recap. Number one is how he got started in the business is so he actually got a video, and he's been pitched all the time. I'll take a look at this video, and he was sick, sick of people approaching for MLM. And every time he asked them, is this network marketing? Is this one of those MLM things? And people start becoming defensive, right? Oh, yes, but it's different. But you know what got his attention was the person who sponsored him and said, hey, it is. What do you know about it? Right? You've got to be confident about network marketing. You've been confident. Someone's, is this one network marketing? Absolutely. What do you know about network marketing? What do you like about it? Be confident because if you're defending, you're automatically in a position of weakness already. Then people can sense that weakness because people are buying your passion. They're buying your conviction, right? And then the second question is, you know, are you willing to take a look at it? And, you know, Trent, he never expected it. He decided to take a look at it, and he did it. You know, one of the things about Trent, why he's successful, he's very inspiring. I had him share that limo story because it's not about the lack of resources. He wanted, you know, he was sick of, like, uh, being stuck at a state patrol job and working two, three jobs. But what got him going was like, hey, he wants to start a limo business. He didn't know how. He just went out and bought a used limo, right? And made it and it kind of broke down. The muffler camera fell off, but broke down. But he just went out and did it. Do the something that's risky. Go out there. Do the, you know, I talk about the number one secret to success is do what scares you. He did something that scared him, but he learned and grew from that. And it's the same thing in the market. He just went out there, right? If we first went out there, he was. You know, he didn't do what was scary. He started prejudging people. Oh, that person's not good in network marketing. Or maybe that person's really good. You know, one of his turning points was go all in, right? Don't prejudge. When you go in, when you make a decision, by the way, successful people, they go all in. They make a quick decision, and then they don't back out of it. People are unsuccessful. They take a long, long, long time to think about it. And once they go in, they back out and quit immediately. He went all in. And two things, two big aha moments. Think about this. Number one. Don't prejudge your prospects. Don't say who's not going to be good. And also, don't say who's going to be good. Because you think someone's going to be good, going to join, they may, they'll probably you know, set yourself for disappointment. Don't, second thing is, don't get tied to results. Right? You got to control that emotion. And I know it's tough because we're humans, we're emotional. The way to control our emotion is just have daily rituals. Right? Having an accountability, accountability partner. Trent talks about he has, he has people he surrounds himself with that motivates him, keeps him plugged in. And also immerse in positive things. Read books, audios, podcasts. Stay in the game. Right? And commit to protecting your brain. I think that was the most important thing because we live in a negative world. The media is negative. Most of your friends are talking about stuff that's negative. Most of your friends are posting the top of the news and stuff, right? Don't watch the news. Protect your brain because we got to stay as much positive as possible. And Trent, he spent 30, you know, talking about daily ritual, spends 30 minutes a day protecting his brain. 
And you know, the aha moment is like, if you are serving people, you want to help people, you got to protect me. If you're listening to this, you're serious. You're not like the average distributor, right? You want to do something. So you want to help people. You have a business product. You have a service that can help people. So you got to protect your brain, protect it from the negativity. And instead, be passionate. Be passionate. Take pride in the industry. Defend the position. Defend this platform, this amazing vehicle we have that can change people's lives. Trent shares a little bit in one of his worst moments. He invited uh, someone to a meeting and no one showed up. And he thought about quitting. And he called his mentor. And the mentor called him out. Exactly. Did you commit to two to five years? If you thought about quitting, you haven't made that commitment yet. You've been committing to long term. Quitting, stopping is not an option, right? You keep going. And you know, success is a progression. Success is not a result or trophy or reward you get. It's progression. Every day you keep doing this business, you get a little bit better. That is success. Trust the process. Enjoy the process. And this business, you want to make money, provide value. Right? Provide that help others. You know, he's talking about great quote. Don't be a rock star, be a constellation of stars. Build all these successful people. Because the law he talked about the law of compensation. How much you get paid is about your value. If you give more value, if you create more value, you get paid more. If you start chasing money for yourself, it's not gonna you know, if you chase money, I always share this, money will run away from you. But if you focus on creating value, you earn more. And is he, he talked about great quotes too. Consistent effort. It's not strength. It's not talent. That's going to help the key to unlocking your potential. Consistent effort a little bit every day, every day, every day. And the last thing is, you know, techniques are many, but principles are few. And techniques change, but principles never do. You know the principles of network marketing? Staying positive, having a positive mindset, listening to other people, understand before you get understood, right? Go out there. You know, Trent talked about, understand, go out there, find out, diagnose before you prescribe. Simple principles, people, people skills. Stay away from the negative, focus on positive. Do that over and over again, you'll become successful. Hey, I'm super happy for Trent sharing tremendous wisdom. Connect with him. Go to mlnation.net again on the search bar. Search for Trent. Connect with him. And if you like this ML Nation, first of all, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, uh, give us a review on iTunes. It makes the entire profession proud. And next, give something back to this. You know, we spend a lot of time on these shows. Uh, that's one of the things you can give back. It takes one or two minutes. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And uh, now it's your turn. Go out there. Make it happen. Consistent effort. It's not strength or talent. It's the key to unlocking your potential. So go make it consistent. Take what you apply. Take what, take what you learn. Go apply it. And I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud. Amazing thing called network marketing. And now it's your turn. Remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.